Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Two Sons Podcast. Or if this is your first time joining us, welcome to Two Sons Podcast, where we talk about all things film and media. In this episode, we are going to be covering Marvel's Hawkeye, the TV show, not just the Avenger, but we will also talk about the Avenger, but mainly the TV show Hawkeye. Hawkeye is the last Marvel show that was released, and it is set around Christmas time in New York City. Now, this show kind of caught me by surprise because prior to this show, I feel like everybody just thought of Hawkeye as, you know, one of those Avengers that was kind of in the background because if you think about it, what is a guy with bow and arrows exactly going to do? Um, but we could see a lot more from him in this show, and I'm glad that they actually gave this to Jeremy Renner because he's actually quite a funny guy, and it gives us more chances to explore his character, especially with, you know, the Avengers kind of phasing out of the mcu now so as always i am joined here with my brother hello i am the brother he is the brother and we will go episode by episode in this review and we will just give you a little insight but i mean like i said before you know when you were going into hawkeye what what did you expect like i remember seeing the first teaser trailer and the first teaser poster i'm like oh this was set around christmas time and like everybody loves christmas so i'm like okay, like, this is going to be pretty interesting. It's already different from other MCU shows. And then we're like, oh, we're going to get Kate Bishop in the MCU. And, you know, we have the uh, lovely Haley Seinfeld playing Kate Bishop. So now we got Kate Bishop in there and her, you know, dog, Lucky, you know, with the pizza and the, and the one eye. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I had I had pretty decent expectations going in. Like, I try to go, go in with an open mind to all these shows, especially from Marvel, because we know how big they are and, you know, it can't always be perfect, but I, I really do rank this pretty high on my list with the MCU uh, shows that have come out so far. So, I mean, tell me a little bit about what you were expecting going in. Were you excited? Were you nervous? Were, you know. Well, when the Hawkeye series was announced, I was a little taken back because I was not expecting it. Mm-hmm. When more information came out about the show, you know, the actors and actresses that would be in it, what the premise of the show would be. We obviously had a good understanding that the show was going to mainly introduce the new character, Kate Bishop, into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And obviously, you know, those that read the comics and just, you know, know what Marvel lore is, then obviously, you know, this is not a new name for people. And this is a character that's been in the MCU for a while, but this is the first time that we would see her adapted onto the screen. And obviously, it's always nice to see... Hawkeye, once again, as uh, my brother explained, that Hawkeye is usually the Avenger that's in the background. And uh, especially in the first episode where we see them in the opera house and they're watching, like, you know, almost like Avengers the musical. Can we just talk about how, like, screwed up that was? Mm. Because, like, obviously they probably don't expect, like, Avengers to come to their show. And, like, yeah, you want to put up... And they have Ant-Man in there. That That doesn't even make any sense. But... They kind of almost prove the point that, like, Hawkeye's just kind of, like, in the back. You know, they go through, like, you know, what each Avenger is known for. And then they're just like, oh, yeah, you're going to shoot them with your bow. Yeah, I you think know? that's, like, exactly <laughs> what they say. And, like, oh, Black Widow, like, you're going to kick them. Like, you, you know, like, because if you think about the Avengers, you think of Black Widow and Hawkeye in the background. Like, they're the two but other humans. But other than that, you know, after watching the trailer and getting an idea of, like, what the show was going to be about... I was just excited for it to finally be released because it was always nice to have something coming on, especially around the holiday season. You know, not only did we have the Book of Boba Fett to look forward to, but we also had the Hawkeye series 
So it was just a good time for Marvel and Star Wars and Disney fans alike. So it was nice to see Marvel close out the year of 2021 uh, on a pretty high note. And I I really ended up enjoying the show. And, uh, you know, like my brother said, I usually just go into anything, whether it's like a movie or a TV show, with just a pretty wide point of view. And I don't really expect to see much or hope to see something. I, I mainly just go to watch it. And, uh, you know, then I'll have my critiques and my comments afterwards so yeah i mean marvel has really spoiled us like in 2021 like fans really can't complain i believe we have five movies that have come out and four disney plus shows because wandavision believe it or not was in 2021 even though it feels like so long ago Mm -hmm. it really feels like 2020 but um marvel fans have been spoiled and i'm kind of excited to see where they go with hawkeye as a character because now from the show um there's a couple of new characters that actually were either further explored or introduced, and there's going to be spoilers uh, right now, so if you didn't watch it, go watch it, come back, do, do whatever you want. But obviously, we know we have the introduction of uh, Yelena Belova, Black Widow's sister in this, and we also have the introduction of Echo, who is actually, um, she is the first, I want to say, uh, actually, no, that Makari was the first Marvel deaf superhero mm-hmm. in the MCU, but um, she is another deaf uh, superhero in... Well, she could be, like, the first, like, n- indigenous... She's actually, yeah, the first, I believe, you want to say... Uh, indigenous native. character, yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah, the first uh, indigenous and deaf character in uh, the Marvel Universe because Makari is the only other one. And you could kind of say Clint right now because they actually explore a little bit more comically uh, of how he is deaf. Uh, not totally in this, it doesn't seem like, but it makes sense after being through... A decade of you know explosions and alien battles for him to have some sort of hearing loss but we get the introduction of her we get to see more of yelena belova and we actually also get the introduction of kingpin now in the mcu who as you guys know was in um daredevil as the main villain and we have the same actor vincent uh d'onofrio i believe is his name come back uh i think in like episode five or something he's uh He's teased and he's introduced in the last episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. But we have him back and now he's in the MCU in, you know, his full kingpin form. So, but, you know, let's just start off with it with the first episode where we get a little bit, um, we get an introduction to Kate Bishop. And then we also get a little bit background of what's going on with Clint and how he feels about, you know, what happened after Thanos and how he's living his life now. Right. And before we uh, continue with our analysis and review... Basically, what we're going to do is that there are six episodes, obviously, for the show, and we're going to break down each episode, uh, you know, not in heavy detail, but we're basically going to rank each episode, you know, out of out of 10. And we'll just say, you know, what we really liked, you know, what we disliked. And, uh, you know, we'll move forward through each episode, just give you guys an idea of what the episodes were about and, um, you know, what was really good in the episode and what, you know, might have needed some improvement. So, um, you know, you could continue, obviously, what you were saying. So, obviously, the first episode is titled uh, Never Meet Your Heroes. And as my brother said, this is where we get introduced to Hawkeye and his family um, on vacation in New York City. And at the same time, we're also introduced to Kate Bishop and uh, her backstory from when she was a child up to her as a college student. We've been introduced to Clint. 
It's just like we're, we're seeing him again. Well, that's what I meant. Like we're, you know, mm-hmm. reintroduced to Hawkeye and his family. We're reintroduced, not introduced. Well, I mean, she's in, introduced. In, introduced is, you know, just a general term, but whatever. Anyway, uh, continue with, with what you were saying about the first episode. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so from what I believe, because I haven't seen the first episode in a little bit, it actually opens up with the Battle of New York, right? Mm-hmm. It opens up with the Battle of New York from actually a different perspective, which I think is pretty cool because it's still cool to like see that um, the same thing, you know, almost a decade later, actually now a decade later, because we're filming this in 2022. So we're seeing the Battle of New York from a young Kate uh, Bishop's perspective. And I I don't want to put any hate towards like the child actor, I mean, actress who played her, but it just, she was, it was, it was weird. She was she was a little strange. Like, you remember? I do remember, and to be honest, I don't think she was. She pretty was weird. It, I mean, she there was, there was some lines in there that uh, either it was the directors that did it or something. But um, that's that's something I didn't like about it. Is I thought the the younger part of her wasn't um too interesting to me. Like I liked seeing the start off of, of it, and you know, no hate to the actress or anything that plays it. Um, plays her but I thought that was a little bit lacking in this episode um, when they first introduced her but we get first introduced to her watching the Battle of New York and um, she's actually hearing her parents like fight downstairs I believe and we kind of get a hint that her father is involved in like some sort of crime thing and um, you know she's spying on them and all that and stuff and basically the Battle of New York happens and, you know, there's, like, explosions, blah, 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 whatever. And she sees, like, Clint uh, in that scene where he jumps off the roof and then he shoots the arrow and he, like, swings through the building. And I think in, like, that moment, she was just, like, really probably upset, especially with, like, what was going on with her parents and all that, that she saw something like that and that kind of inspired her from that moment. Like, I think that moment was the defining uh I guess defining moment, even though I said moment like three times, <laughs> that was the defining thing for her to want to be mm-hmm. like, yeah, I want to be an archer because her father ends up dying in the Battle of New York. I forget exactly how, but they don't really say how. No, they don't say. Honest. I'm assuming he was probably crushed or something like that, or uh, who knows. But um, they show at, after the funeral, and you know the mother asks if I can get you anything, or I forget exact the exact lines, but she's like, yeah, bow and arrow, and then you know. I believe we see a time jump to her in college. I don't think it just like kind of rolls like the like almost like the introduction Mm. credits and like you know as the credits are rolling, it shows her like you know winning different medals and you know becoming a better archer and then like you know karate and like yeah we see that she basically like gets trained like almost like how you would train an assassin. Yeah, we see that she actually gets trained in like martial arts and she you know seems to be not not a master of it, but she obviously like has a black belt and you know she could fight if she needed to and stuff and again no hate to like that young actress it's just like there was a couple of lines that like she said that just really took me out of it like if, if you rewatch it like you'll see like what i'm talking about like i believe when she's like looking for her parents she it, it just sounds weird to me but like no hate to her like she did fine but that was just something that took me out of it in the beginning but as we go on, we see them introduce Haley Seinfeld. And I believe the first time we're actually seeing her doing her archery is at like a college campus. Is mm-hmm. it a campus? It's a college campus and she's trying to hit um the bell in the <clears throat> bell tower and stuff. And obviously we see her like 
first not succeed and then do her little thing where like she makes like a makeshift arrow thing and ends up hitting it and of course it crashes and stuff and blah 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 all that fun stuff um and then after that we actually get the introduction to clint at the rogers musical which i i think they should put this on broadway at least for like a week or something i thought it was pretty good especially it was it was a pretty it was a banger there's actually two um broadway stars i believe that actually like sung in it and i think like somebody that did the music so like it's actually like kind of a musical i I didn't know that yeah there's there's i forgot exactly who but there's like two people that are like pretty good in broadway that were involved in it so that's pretty interesting um but we see that we see in the audience and obviously like it pans over to like him watching it and like you know the the whole musical is talking about the battle of new york and stuff and what was going on and then when they get the black widow you really see like clint kind of get emotional yeah like get emotional and like that you know he gets up to go use the bathroom and stuff and then they have um written on one of the urinals like thanos was right right i think that's exactly what it was oh was it you pay attention like at all yeah if you go back and like you see him like in the bathroom it says like either on the mirror or like on on something it says like thanos was right For, so like you know him snapping half the universe away um Whoever wrote that, you know, believes like, yeah, this was like beneficial. And like, obviously him seeing that, you know, I would have been like, after all I went through, you know, now I'm going to see this. Like after, you know, my best friend gave her life to bring everybody back. And, you know, you're saying like what Thanos did was good. That's just a little thing in there. But, um, and we have like, don't we have like some random dude wanting a picture? Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's actually a pretty funny scene because obviously he, you know, Clint goes to the, bathroom to use the bathroom and some guy comes up in the uh urinal right next to him he's like oh man i'm a big fan big fan he's like you think we get like a picture and like you know he clinch just like it now is not really a good time buddy and then he just walks out after and he excuses himself from the theater and uh you know he kind of just like you know takes a a a chance just kind of like take a deep breath and stand outside and then obviously his kids come and you know, they're just like, let's just ditch this play. And, yeah. you know, they end up going to get um, some sort of, like, Chinese food or something like that. They just, yeah. they, they just end up going to dinner. And then you have those, like, subtle things mm-hmm. where, like, again, when he's at the dinner, they give him, like, they, they give him free stuff. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, he's an Avenger. And, like, a part of him is, like, like thank you. But a part of him is also, like, you know, like, I saw my friend die. I did blah, blah, blah. I did all this. And, like, you know, all I'm getting is, like, free, like fortune cookies or wontons or whatever it was and you know so it's kind of like i don't know he like uh, i think a part of him too doesn't feel like a hero that like some people make him out to be like obviously he's a lesser known avenger because you know again he just he is just a regular dude who's a highly trained assassin like black widow um who's really good with a bow but you know we kind of see that like dilemma within clint which i really like that they do because again like we don't think you know when you think of the avengers obviously you have captain america who even though he's he's a human he's a super soldier he fought through you know wars so you know he's a little different than a regular human you have the hulk you have thor and then um you have iron man who even though he is also human he's still you know in a in a suit Mm -hmm. you know black widow and hawkeye are just two regular people who are trained assassins Mm -hmm. that are good at two different things so i mean you know it, it's interesting seeing it from his perspective and also seeing, um, what's it, uh, you know, him trying to just, like, enjoy 
time, like just doing regular stuff, and like it, it's hard for him. Basically, try to like cope with like everything. Yeah, just life. try to cope. Like, try to live a normal life when you're not normal. Yeah. You know. Something else I also had a problem with was um, the oldest actor that played one of his sons. He was a little. He wasn't that great either. Like I'm not, I'm not saying the actors or young younger actors or actresses were like bad. It's just like a little bit was like kind of like meh, you know, because like you go mm-hmm. from one thing and then they say one thing and I'm like, you know. And then I'm pretty sure like after the the restaurant scene, it kind of cuts back a little bit to Kate Bishop, and obviously it's the aftermath of her little dare at the uh, college campus, and her mom is basically like you know cleaning up the mess for her because she comes from a wealthy family, and. Kate ends up joining her mom and her boyfriend out to this like charity dinner or charity what was his party. Name Richard or Peter? I believe his name was. I feel like I want to say Richard, but I like Richard. I, Richard sounds. At first, I didn't like him. Richard sounds, <laughs> but he uh, actually seems like a fun dude. Richard sounds right. So, we see her uh, attend this charity dinner with her uh, mom and her uh, boyfriend, and uh, you know we Kate finds out that her mom is engaged. And, uh, she ends up, she, she has, like, a shady feeling about Richard, like, in the, in the beginning. So, you know, halfway through the dinner, like, she follows him and spies on him. She, like, disguises herself as a, uh, waitress. And she ends up following him down to this, like, black market auction where they're, like, auctioning off, like, uh, weapons and, like, memorabilia from, like, the Avengers or uh, any battles they've been in. There's like a and dinosaur skull in there. Exactly. There's like a, you know, a dinosaur skull. It's not just like Avengers and, you know, their memorabilia. It's also like, you know. It's illegal stuff. Illegal <laughs> stuff, basically. And we see that the Ronin outfit and the sword, which obviously Clint wore during the um, events of Avengers Endgame, is in the auction. And, uh, you know, uh, along the side of the auction, we see... You know, the tracksuit mafia, which, you know, they're known as when we, uh, you know, dive deeper into the show, they are planning like a heist because I guess they know where the black market auction is, is happening. Yeah, they well, actually, they were after the ring as well, remember? which was being auctioned. At yeah, the, yeah. But I, I actually think initially they were after the ring and then they just saw the Ronin suit and they, you know, they were like, oh, OK, cool. Like, let's get this. And then we get obviously once the tracksuit mafia comes in. Um, and there's, like, the little scurry and, like, you know, explosion, like, all the stuff going on. We actually see, like, the first instance of Kate Bishop being able to fight. Like, because, you know, she puts on a Ronin outfit and she fights the tracksuit mafia. Like, you know, not deadly-wise, but, like, you could see she's, like, oh, she actually has martial arts training and stuff. Because, mm-hmm. you know, what was she going to do besides shoot the bow and arrow? Um, so we see that happen. We see her in the Ronin suit. And then, uh, obviously, the tracksuit mafia is after that. And then I believe it cuts to... It cuts um, to her leaving the auction and following Lucky, which is yes, obviously yes, she's introduced Lucky, in the like first episode. The street, and then she follows him, and then when she's um, when when she's caught up, is she caught up to in this? And Hawkeye's she, introduced. She or saves is... Lucky and then brings Lucky back to her apartment. Okay, so Hawkeye's not actually introduced to her introduced, until the next episode. Uh, no, no, no. Hawkeye's introduced at the end of this episode. So she brings Lucky back to the apartment, and then she goes back out to... I forgot what she Didn't goes... Didn't she go back to get the sword? Because didn't she not have the sword originally? She only had the suit, I think. I think so, because we find out that Richard actually took the sword. You know, in all yeah, the chaos, he took yeah, the yeah, sword. Yeah, yeah. So I don't actually know. I don't remember why she goes back out. 
but obviously we see the you know tracksuit mafia like you know surround her and you know she tries to fight them off but she isn't strong enough and all of a sudden out of nowhere we just see clint come to her rescue and save her and the both of them go down an alley and like he's ready to like beat her yeah much, he, he, you know he's ready because to be like wait, what the hell are you doing like, exactly you know, and then he finds out that you know she's kate bishop and everything and that's how basically the episode ends so like you know the two of them meet at the end of the episode and he's probably just like why the hell are you wearing this well suit? yeah you get that you know do you know what the suit you get means? that line from the trailer like you're hawkeye and like stuff mm-hmm. and you know he's like yeah what and about that it? basically sums up the first episode so overall for me you know since we are two sons podcast we're gonna be doing this out of 10 sons yeah i'm gonna give the episode a pretty solid review a pretty nine out of ten sons and you know really what i just took away from this episode is that one i like how they introduce kate bishop from just a normal everyday person point of view because i think what people tend to forget like in these like superhero movies is that you know all the battles and like you know the fights that they go through like in public spaces there are like other people yeah they're just random you know so like like, obviously looking at her point of view we see that she was affected obviously by the battle of new york and we see what it was like for her to be like a normal everyday person like during the battle which so i really enjoyed that and i really liked how they depicted that i also like how they explored as you mentioned earlier what it really meant to be a superhero and like how it's difficult for someone like clint to live almost like a double life. Especially with, like, the whole family aspect. Like, you know, you could... From Age of Ultron, you could tell, like, how important family was to Clint with the introduction of him and his family. And, like, again, like, he's away from his wife. He's with his kids. He wants to have just a couple of days in New York City for Christmas. And, you know, when this happens, we're going to see that he has to send them back and he keeps promising them that he's going to be there in time. And you have this whole inner dilemma with Clint. Like, you really see how much strain it puts on him. Because, again, you could think of the other Avengers... They either don't have families or they're these super, you know, powered beings, gods, whatever. So, mm-hmm. so you know, again, he Clint is basically just a regular dude, mm-hmm. you know, who's trying to do his best as a dad and, like, as a person in this world. And finally, when it comes to anything negative regarding the episode, to be honest, I didn't really see anything personally that I found wrong with the episode. I mean, I do agree a little bit when it came to the actress and the actor that played young Kate Bishop and Hawkeye's the older wasn't son. Bad. Not that they not that the actors or actresses themselves were bad, but at least with the older son I could see because he doesn't really have any voice lines, he doesn't really say much. I don't remember personally, like, you know, the young Kate Bishop's It's the way like voice they delivered lines. it. Like I don't know what line they gave her, but like when she was like looking for her dad, like it just I don't know, it didn't sound like she was in, like, that panicky mood. It sounded like she was... And again, she's young, like, I'm... But besides, you know, I'm like, not, you know, I, I guess her. besides, like, you know, the inexperience of, like, you know, these young actors, you know, in certain lines, that was really, that was really it. I mean, yeah, I like, would have gave it, like, a 10 out of 10, but obviously not every episode or every movie's perfect. So that's why I gave it 9 out of 10 sons. So. Yeah, I mean, I gotta give, um... I gotta give it the same thing, 9 out of 10. I think this is a solid, solid <clears throat> introduction to this show and it focuses on exactly what it should be focused on Kate and Clint because again we're gonna get the introduction of Kate but they don't take away from Clint even though Kate is heavily focused on in this show obviously she's gonna be a new important character in the MCU this still is Clint's show it's called Hawkeye Hawkeye so I do like how they actually start from when she's young and actually like give you an insight of even though it's quick it's like 
it's a simple reason why she wants to become like somebody like Hawkeye, but like you get it, you know, it's it, it's not some stunning origin story. It's a simple explanation. It's fun to see the Battle of New York again and see like that other view of Clint. Because again, like you saw the view from his point of view, but again, you're seeing like, uh, imagine a kid looking at this regular guy jump off a building, fighting aliens, swinging into another building. Like, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's probably going to be astonishing mm -hmm. if you ever saw that. And I really dig how they explore one Clint's um, like deafness in this and, you know, giving that introduction, but also putting like the strain he has from this with his family. And even now, even after like the big bad's over and all that, it's still a reoccurring problem. So, excuse me, it's a solid introduction to this show. And I think it got everybody excited for the next couple of episodes. I, I do. I completely agree. So moving on. We're to... not going to go that in depth for episodes two to five because right, right. we're already at like 25 minutes. Well, going to obviously the second episode, which is known as Hide and Seek. That's the title of the episode. We pick up where we left off in the first episode. And obviously we see Kate and Clint meet for the very first time. And he basically explains to her what she got herself into. And the episode pretty much covers Clint trying to dig Kate out of the hole that she created with the tracksuit mafia and just the Ronin suit in general. And obviously as he's trying to distang distangle her from the dilemma that she put herself in, we, you know, see them develop, you know, some banter. And, you know, obviously we see Lucky again, which is, you know, always nice because, you know, he's adorable. And we really just see the detangling um, backfire because uh, obviously, you know, towards the end of the episode, you know, Clint ends up going back to her apartment because the tracksuit mafia tracks them down and actually burns uh, Kate's apartment. Well, can we just, like, talk about that scene, first of all? Like, especially, I believe they sh might have showed it in the, in the trailer. But again, we get, like, the tracksuit mafia throwing, like, the Molotovs in an apartment and Clint just catches it and throws it back. I'm like, the man's badass. Like, you gotta, like, put some credit on his name. Uh, and she is a pretty... Like, I know she's rich, but, like, she has a nice apartment. Like, you know, even though it may not look fancy, like, she has a nice apartment. It is, it is a nice apartment. And we see him go back to the apartment, as I just mentioned, and the Ronin suit is gone. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, we he ends up finding out that the first responders that arrived at the scene, you know, the firefighters, they... Ended up taking the suit because, you know, there's a group of first responders that do, like, LARPing in, you know, when everybody... If you don't know what LARPing is, it's basically like a live-action role-play. Well, um, that's what it is. Well, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I just realized that. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's, basically, no, that's what that's, it stands for. <laughs> yeah, that's what it, exactly, that's what it stands for. And uh, does he go and get the suit back in this episode no, or is it the third episode? No, he goes back um, in this episode, I believe, because remember they get uh, captured... I believe, at the end of this episode. Oh, right. Yeah, you are right, right. Because that's where we get... At the end of this episode... Um, I forget exactly where they get captured. I don't know... I forget exactly where they get captured, but we see the tracksuit mafia, you know... I think it's, like, in an alley or something after, like, they escape the apartment. We see them get captured by the tracksuit mafia, and then we get that little tease introduction <laughs> of um, Echo, who's, like, kind of the leader in this branch of, the tra of this tracksuit... Uh, mafia group so you know that's how the episode ends and stuff again we're just gonna like go decently quick with these couple episodes because you know we could go more in depth but they you know all have their moments and stuff and i really just want to talk about the introduction and the end of it uh because it is a shorter sh 
shorter show, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to like rank this episode, I'm going to put it like an 8 out of 10 suns just because I think the pacing was good. I like um, how they start. I like the start of Kate Bishop and um, Hawkeye or Clint in this because it's, you know, obviously like we know as the show goes on, their relationship like grows and gets more. But again, we really s- still see like that kind of fangirling from Kate Bishop in this. And like, you know, Clint's kind of just like that dad that he's like, okay, like we're going to fix, we're, we're figuring this out and then we're going our separate ways. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Cause again, he wants to get back to his family and all that stuff. We get to see a little bit more of the tracksuit mafia who they're pretty funny. Like, <laughs> you know, the, you know, the bros and like those two, especially that like go back and forth with each other sometimes and stuff. Um, again, it's always nice seeing lucky again and stuff. Uh, and then we're going to get, we get introduced to like that, like LARPing thing. And I believe in one of the, uh, teaser trailers we saw they showed like a hint of like that and like it's it's just hilarious to me that like they threw LARPing into like a Marvel show but solid episode they teased uh Echo at the end which I liked and um ironically it leads into the next episode called Echoes because we see uh we focus more on Echo and her character but yeah I'm gonna give it a a 8 out of 10 sons nice I'm gonna give it a another 9 out of 10 sons uh, and piggybacking off what my brother said, most of the positives from this episode just came in the development of Kate and Clint's relationship. And especially the scenes with, you know, the tracksuit mafia and the LARPing. Uh, this episode definitely brought a lot of comedic relief. And uh, it was like a really light episode, uh, you know, besides obviously them getting captured and, uh, you know, everything towards the end. But it definitely had its moments, and it was nice to see them start to develop this sort of relationship and see them be, like, almost, like, polar opposites. And then the scenes with the tracksuit mafia, you know, obviously the whole, like, bro, bro, <laughs> that was that was hilarious. And then, obviously, the LARPing was, was pretty hilarious, especially when he's just walking through the forest and he's just basically, like, killing everybody. No, that doesn't left happen in right. this one. Oh, that doesn't happen in this one? No, because they were captured at the end. Why would it happen in this one? We get the introduction of, like, we know that there's people at LARP. Oh, oh, okay, sorry. I thought you said that. Okay, sorry, yeah. It's been a while since we watched the show. We watched it, like, around Christmas, so mm-hmm. kind of kind of forgot about it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, the, again, I didn't really see anything wrong with this episode. Uh, you know, at first I would have said the LARPing because, you know, but after, like, you know, after, it, you know, continuing to watch the show, like, it actually, like, made sense. You yeah, know, especially in, like, the last episode. Like, you wouldn't have thought, like, it actually, like, come full circle and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, I would, I would give it a, a solid 9 out of 10 suns. And, uh, you know, like you said, that brings us into our third episode, which is titled Echoes, which obviously dives deeper into the character Echo, which we introduced and mentioned that she's the first... Uh, not only indigenous, but, you know, also indigenous deaf person introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we dive deeper into um, Clint and Kate. And the beginning of the episode shows them escaping from the warehouse where they it were... Doesn't the beginning show Echo's background first, though? Well, I mean, the the beginning of the episode, you know, shows, you know, side by side, you know, it shows Echo's background and where she came from and how she ended up in the position that she's in today. And it also showed Clint and Kate and, you know, the beginning of their escape in the episode. And obviously the beginning of the episode covers both of those storylines together. And the rest of the episode progresses when Echo. they they escape. <laughs> and and uh, I don't... What 
what happens after they escape? I know they escape, and, you know, obviously the whole bridge scene happens, and then how does the rest of the episode plan out? Yes, the chase scene happens, and then they go back um, to... Uh, I They either go back to her apartment first, uh, I guess to just, like, gather whatever they can, and then they end up going to, like, her other family uh, member's apartment. You know, like, I think it was her aunt or something. Mm-hmm. They end up going to the apartment, and that's when he looks into um, the uh, LARPers and stuff. And I believe that's when it shows him with the LARPing. But I like that in this one. Um, first, in the beginning, it, like, when it introduces Echo, we see her. It looks like she is born on a reservation with her father. And it looks like her father is the leader of, like, this branch of the tracksuit mafia. So, you know, she's introduced to that life of, um, I don't want to say crime, so to speak. But crime. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, if they're called the tracksuit mafia, I mean, they're, they're a criminal organization, well, so. Yeah, so, you know, she was introduced to that life at a young age, and, you know, we find out that I believe she's just naturally born deaf, and mm-hmm. um, I forget exactly what her father says to her, but her father says something pretty sweet to her, because I guess wherever she goes to school, you know, uh, some of the kids are like teachers might not even know she's deaf and stuff and just think she's like not smart or just doesn't pay attention and stuff because you know she's afraid to show that you know she's different and stuff like that especially since um, she might be an indigenous person it might be even harder for her so I like that introduction because again like Echo I believe from the comics is a hero but she's kind of made to seem a little bit more like a bad guy in her introduction at least uh, mainly because she is a part of you know the mafia group and stuff like that. Um, so we get the nice little background of her. We get the introduction of her and like, you know, her, uh, right-hand man, which I don't know the name of. Uh, and then we also get a little bit more banter between the tracksuit mafia and especially between like the two with Kate Bishop. Like, remember he's talking about like his girlfriend Mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, and then, you know, we, we get the nice fight scene in the warehouse of them breaking out. Um, and then we actually get the chase scene, uh, which is pretty funny because when they escape, they have like the thing with the car. Like they're either going to take the really nice car or like the other one. And then like Clint actually doesn't have his hearing aid in. So like when, you know, they're getting in the car and stuff, like whatever he says, he's like, um, he, I, I forget. He's something about like, you're going to drive. She, she's basically just repeating everything he says because he can't hear her. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so it's pretty funny. And then we actually get the introduction of like, some of his different arrows because we've seen him use trick arrows but nothing as fancy as this you know mm-hmm. he uses the pin particle arrow which makes the giant as arrow that blocks the whole bridge uh at the end of the chase scene so that's pretty cool and then uh i want to say the larping is in this one but it might be in the fourth one too but i'm not so sure it might be in like half and half but we really see more of that and we get more of the banter between um kate and clint especially when they go back to the apartment and stuff um but yeah we get a this is an episode where we kind of get like some of the most action we've seen yeah through the episode um and we also we are also seeing kate like exploring more of like what's going on with like her mom's fiance and stuff and like her mom's uh, security company because you know her mom owns like one of the biggest security companies so she's on the lookout for that too and is still trying to figure out what's going on but you know this is the mid episode so it's giving you you know some height of its action 
uh, some good comedy, and it's still exploring the story um, at a good pace. So, uh, you know, again, if, if I had to rank this, I think i put this one at, like, an 8.7 Suns out of 10. Like, I, I say the points because, like, sometimes, like, I don't know how strongly I feel about it. And, like, I have only seen the episodes, like, once or twice. So I would have to go back and, like, watch it again. But off the top of my head, I'd have to put it there. Because, again, I really don't have any complaints about the episode. Um, maybe some pacing here and there. But I thought it was really good. I liked the introduction of Echo in this. And I like them. I like how Clint and Kate's relationship is going along with... Also introducing, like, the whole LARPing thing and uh, so on. So, yeah, that's what I would give it. Yeah, I'd probably give this episode uh, really another 9 out of 10. I mean, I really never found anything wrong with these episodes, to be honest. I mean, they were all pretty solid episodes. And as you mentioned, I like how they explored Echo's backstory and where she came from. Uh, there was a lot more action in this episode, which was really nice. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I didn't really mind how much action was in this show because I just enjoyed the story. A yeah. lot, so, you know, to me, it really didn't matter. But uh, I love the action that they had in this episode. And obviously, we see, you know, Clint and Kate's relationship expands. And, you know, we see not only are they dealing with, you know, the threat of the tracksuit mafia and Echo, but, you know, Kate is also dealing with her own threat as she, you know, starts to uncover more secrets and, you know, possible uh, information, you know, about her mother's uh, boyfriends and, you know, just her mother's security company itself. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I would just give this episode a solid 9 out of 10, Sons. And uh, that brings us into the fourth episode, which is titled Partners. Am I right? Question mark. Yeah, so it's funny, <laughs> too, because, like, in this one, we do have that talk between... This is kind of where Clint um, and Kate have that uh, moment where, you know, she kind of, like, gives him that little Christmas party, because I believe... He talks about, like, you know, how he was supposed to be home for Christmas with his kids. So, like, she rents all the movies. They wear the Christmas sweaters and stuff. And we see them, uh, you know, talking, like, getting along. And, you know, uh, she she asked him about, like, the toughest shot, like, he didn't take or something like that. And it actually creates some foreshadowing to the end of the episode in this. But, uh, and we see the flashback between, like, him and, you know, Natasha Black Widow. And, you know, that just... Again, I like what they're doing with his character in this, because, again, like, in a moment of, like, you know, happiness, like, he still, like, is going to think about, you know, something he can't control, like, even though he thinks, you know, it could have been me or all that, and I could have changed it, he's still on it. So, we see a little bit more of the banter. We find out in this episode that the mom's fiancé, uh, I want to say it's Richard, uh, I think Killed. Richard just sounds like it, you know you ever like say a name and you're just like yeah that 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 sounds yeah. right yeah I think I think his name is Richard. To it, be it says that he killed his uh, <clears throat> Richard's what uncle, right? I think that's the dude that died. I think I don't know if it was family relation or business partner, but we could just say both. I want to say it was the uncle. We could say family slash business partner. Sure, he, he you know because he was the one that had the sword and it looked like he died from the sword because she goes to investigate and that's what she finds out. Um, but we are also seeing in this, especially towards the, I really don't know what goes on in the middle of it. I believe we do see more of the... Now that you just said that, I just realized that's why she went back out in the first episode. Because she went back out to investigate that guy's murder. Because I believe he's murdered in the first episode as well. That's why she's back out there. 
Because I believe after she leaves this guy's apartment or house, that's when she's confronted by the tracksuit mafia. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because she goes to... What house is he at? Well, it's just the general yeah, older guy's yeah, house, yeah, but yeah. I but that's that's what that's why she went back out in the first place. But you know, obviously over the episode, she's continuing to look into that. So yeah, and I believe in this. Um, what is it? Okay, she has her she has her outfit. It looks like like the Kate Bishop outfit. So I believe in this one, we're seeing more of the larpers and stuff. Um, with the um, what's it called? With like the making. Making them outfits, like he asked mm. them. And so I believe it's in this episode, and in this episode we might also see them uh, make the arrows and stuff, like the trick arrows. Or is that episode like five? I I feel like it's this episode. I feel like it. It yeah. I feel like it is this episode. I Whatever. Like... I'm just gonna go to the end of the episode because like that's where the most <coughs> important thing uh, goes. We see them investigating. I forgot exactly, like, what they were investigating. They we... were trying to track down the watch. Yeah, yeah, because I think uh, Clint actually finds out from his wife about, like, that being there, mm. you know? So they go to investigate it, and they end up in Echo's apartment, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, what's it called? We see We see that whoever's in there, like, knows the information about Clint's family and all that going on. And, uh, cause Kate goes in, you know, she, she, you have that scene where, you know, she's going to sneak in and do all this and that. And, you know, we just end up seeing her go through the front building, through the elevator with some old dude and stuff. <laughs> so, you know, we get that little, you know, funny MCU comedy there again, of course. Um, and just go into the apartment like that. And we had, we have Clint across the way looking and then that's when, you know, we see things go wrong with Clint and I think it pans over and we just see like Clint fighting some like random ass person on the building so we're like we don't know who this is because we see echo come in and go after kate and then we end up finding out you know when kate uh actually i don't think it's revealed until the beginning of the fifth episode or is it revealed at the end of this episode of who the assassin was um i think it's i think it's revealed at the fifth episode i think it i don't know if it's revealed the fifth episode i for some reason i have this feeling that like her doesn't matter when it's revealed we have like 18 minutes left so we gotta go um but what's it called? We see an assassin trained and, you know, Clint could tell from the wrist, uh, like, gauntlet type things that this is a Black Widow assassin. And we see Kate, whether it's the end of this episode or the beginning of the fifth one, we see Kate go for the shot to get this, you know, Black Widow assassin. And obviously she doesn't take the shot. And that's kind of like the foreshadowing of how Clint and Natasha were both, like, introduced to each other. Because, again, Clint was hired to assassinate her. But he didn't take the shot. And now um, we find out that this mysterious assassin is Yelena Belova, Natasha's sister, hired to uh, assassinate Clint. And Kate could have taken the shot, but didn't take the shot. And we'll see more of their banter in the next two episodes. But yeah, we get the introduction. Well, not the introduction, but we get reintroduced to Yelena Belova, which was great because I knew everybody wanted to see more of her after Black Widow happened. And we were teased that she would end up in Hawkeye anyway after the Black Widow with the post-credits. So it was great to see her back in this. And um, yeah, I mean, that's how the episode ends. It you know, leaves you on a cliffhanger and you know, the stakes are getting higher and higher each episode. So I, I would put this one at a 9 out of 10, honestly, sons. 
Uh, not much to say. Again, like I, you know, I I really do like everything about this show. There's very few complaints. Um, but yes, yeah, solid, another solid episode. So yeah, I mean, once again, I would just give it another solid nine out of ten suns. Um, as my brother said, it uh, you know continued with the action. I mean, you know, we had that great action scene, obviously in the uh, the end of the show, and uh, you know, obviously we're seeing you know uh, the chips kind of start to fall into place. And everything, and uh, that's really what culminates it into a, a good episode. So yeah, I would definitely give it nine out of ten suns, and that brings us to the second to the last episode, which is titled Ronin. Uh, and obviously, at the end of the fourth episode, we see that Clint and Kate have a little bit of a falling out because Clint just doesn't really like Kate being in all this danger, and obviously the threat just got a lot bigger because not only is are they dealing with the tracksuit mafia? But now they're dealing with a black widow assassin. Yeah. So, you know, for her own safety, you know, he basically kind of like cuts her off. And it's just like, you need to go home and you need to let this be my problem and not your problem. So she actually ends up leaving her aunt's apartment and going back to her actual mom's penthouse and like back to her own house. And, uh, you know, she recovers and, you know, she stays there. And uh, Clint, I think, actually ends up going back to the aunt's apartment anyway. And I think he has that scene with all, like, the ice, you know, like, the slushies. Yeah, and he yeah. He tapes it to himself and everything. And, uh, you know, basically we see um, Kate and Yelena actually have their first encounter when she ends up going back to her apartment. And, uh, you know, we, we find out a little bit about, you know, Yelena's... <laughs> I, I just like how she's introduced because I'm pretty sure, like, <clears throat> she's introduced, like, at the at the door because, like, you know, she's, like, you, like was like ready to like kill her she's like oh why didn't she? she's like i could have killed you if i wanted to she's like hi <laughs> like just with like the mac and cheese she's like i made macaroni <laughs> yeah it's just like are you done with that i want hot sauce and so we we see you know elena's motives for obviously killing clint because you know we because elena you know, believes we, we that see, clint killed natasha exactly you know so she has her own point of view about the scenario and then obviously we we know what happened between clint and natasha but obviously elena doesn't and uh you know, at the same time, while all this is happening, um, it says, you know, Kate makes a, a discovery that changes everything. And I don't know if that has to do with the fact that Yelena is Natasha's sister. No, that has to do with Kate Or and, that has to do with... And her mom. Right. So... But I believe in this I think she, it might be a little bit of both. Like, she finds out that Yelena is Natasha's sister, and, you know, that's why she's after Clint, because obviously she believes that Natasha died because of Clint. And Kate also finds out that her mom is actually the one that's been involved in this criminal yeah, like enterprise the mom was slash hired, organization. The mom hired, you know, Yelena. And, you know, she, basically the, the mom was behind everything and she was blaming Richard for nothing and stuff. So she's finding out the truth of everything and we get the tease at the end of the picture of Kingpin. Right. Because he's actually not introduced and until that's the when, last And that's episode. when, you know, Clint and Kate come back together. And then, you know, obviously he gets a text... Or she gets a text from Yelena because Yelena is looking into it on the side too. Yeah. And that's when we find out that, you know, she's actually working for Kingpin. And that's, as you mentioned, that's when he's introduced. And uh, that basically sets us up for the uh, the last episode. So in general, like, again, I, you know, honestly, I would probably give this episode like a solid 10 out of 10 sons. Because I didn't really find anything wrong with this episode at all. Um, I loved, you know, uh, Kate and Yelena's, like, relationship and banter. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. Um, I was also actually, honestly, really shocked by, like, you know, Kate's mother and, like, how she was actually yeah, behind I everything. I really didn't see that, to be honest. honestly. I liked Kingpin's introduction. I thought that was pretty cool. I know he was, like, rumored 
um, before the show came out. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to see that they did it now. And, uh, you know, it was nice, obviously, seeing, like, you know, uh, Clint and Kate kind of reunite and stuff. And, yeah, uh, like, now we're kind of you seeing, know, see their like, relationship develop even further. Well, Clint much. has to realize, like, Clint realizes in this, like, that, like, he's not going to be able to shape Kate, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, she's there, like, she knows the risk and, like, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, yeah, I'd, I, I, I'd give it a 9 out of I give it a 9.5 out of 10 suns. Again, I'm not going to go into that much detail because we really only have, like, 12 minutes left. Um, and the last episode's an hour, so I want to talk about it. But, uh, yeah, it's another solid episode. And, again, there's really no bad episodes in this series. And we get on to the last episode, which I, I think is the last uh, is the best episode in this series. And it's, you know, titled So This Is Christmas. And this is where we're going to have all the, you know, the big action sequences and, you know, everything at the height of the show with uh, both Echo, Yelena, Clint, Natasha, her mom, Kingpin. I mean, you got all these people now in this. And uh, really the main part, what I actually like about it is we see Clint finally embrace, you know, that costume that was made for him, which Mm -hmm. is actually comic book accurate. Uh, you know, made by, again, the LARPers are still in there. They're still playing a part with the costumes. And we actually find out that they're kind of like their other agents in this infiltrating this party because they are cops and, you know, people that do know how to do stuff. So we find them infiltrate this party to find out more, um, about, is it about Kingpin or what exactly are they at the party for? They're at the party because... Trying to figure out. Honestly, I don't remember why they're actually at the party. I don't know if they're at the party because they're trying to expose maybe Kate's mother. I don't know if they were there. Honestly, I don't remember why they were there, to be honest. They were trying to expose something. I, I don't exactly remember what. But, you know, again, we have, like, a bunch of solid uh, action sequences between Clint and, you know, a couple of people and Kate with, again, Kate and Yelena, like, in this... Is hilarious because we have the elevator scene where like like they go in the elevator and you know she's like like don't don't try it and then you know she like just hits all the buttons and she's like really she, she, she's just like really and then she like punches her or something and she's like ow <laughs> like it, it their their band is great i love that um but and then we you know we have the big action sequence at the end where they're taking on like all the tracksuit mafia uh bros and we're getting to see, like, all the trick arrows and stuff. And it was, like, you know, what you would have expected. And we have the really nice um, talk between Clint and Yelena. Like, you know, that, like, Clint's trying to convince her, like, that, like, this is the truth. And I believe Yelena knew it was the truth, but she just didn't want to accept it, you know. Because uh-huh. she, she's like, you had your chance with her. Like, I know you miss her, but he's like, you had so much time with her. I had, you know... No, like no time with her you know and just she, when I she was finally time. like accepts it when he does the whistle yeah because so, you know she thought that there was only something that was between her and her sister yeah so you know that's when she kind of accepts it and then you know at the same time you know there was like also like a side storyline developing where like you know we we dive more into like echo and the tracksuit mafia and we also and see she ends up finding out that um her like right hand man yeah, yeah. was actually the one that like portrayed her father and everything and he was kind of like the rat in the tracksuit mafia, so they they end up having like a short little fight sequence, and he kills her, right? He kills her. No, she kills her him. I'm sorry, she kills him. Echo kills the right hand man. Pretty yeah, much. either kills him or like knocks him out. But um, we also see the thing with Yelena, <coughs> with the blip. 
Remember, like I believe it's that's it, at the like the very beginning of the episode. Yeah, I know, but I I just remember that, which is is interesting because again, like we're still seeing it from like different perspectives and like, you know how she took that and stuff. And I think once she came back, like that that's when it really snapped for her, of you know this was what she was gonna do. But just to go over it quick again, like there's it it's you know they're mainly it it takes place. You you also have that scene in the tree where like Clint um like jumps out of the building and he lands in the Times Square like Christmas tree and then it's just like the owl in there <laughs> that like looks at him. I don't know if that was supposed to represent something, but it was funny. Um yeah, and then we get the cool action sequence after that. And then we also get the little after that sequence we have her go um Kate go try to confront her mom and we that's when we really get introduced to like Kingpin cuz we see Kingpin with Echo and stuff like Throughout and and you know almost like Kingpin taking in Echo as his daughter, and um, all that. But we get that fight sequence between Kingpin uh, and Kate, and I I like how I like his outfit too. Like a lot of people complaining about it, but that's literally like straight out of the comics. And I like how like in their fight, um, he just gets hit with like the car. <laughs> the mom <laughs> just comes out of nowhere. Like he gets hit with the car. And, you know, she shoot, you know, obviously she's going to shoot him in the chest and, like, nothing's going to happen because the dude's, like, all muscle. Like, that's not fat. Like, that's he's only, like, 3% fat on his body. Like, all that is muscle. So, like, it makes sense that, like, arrows aren't going to kill him. Um, but we got to, you know, obviously it's not going to be as violent as Netflix because this is Disney+. Plus. But we get that nice fight sequence between Kate and Kingpin. It actually shows that Kate can hold her own because, you know, we know Kingpin is primarily a spider-man villain so if he could take on the likes of spider-man kate you know being able to hold her own is pretty good and you would see more of that tricky trickery with the arrows and that she's just quick to her feet and smart uh on a whim and we actually see her arrest her mom too because mm -hmm. like you know she's like even though like i love you she's like this is right this is what i gotta do you know maybe i understand your reasons for doing it she's like but i still gotta do it and then um, it closes out where actually Hawkeye is able to make it home in time for Christmas. Kate comes home with him. They uh, burn the Ronin suit. So, you know, none of this Ronin business will happen again. And we actually find out about his wife with the watch thing going on that she was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I believe it was something she was called like the owl or something. I think that might have been what the owl had to do with it. Mm -hmm. Which I don't remember if she's ex exactly a hero or just an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., but we actually give a little hint that she was, like, somebody that is a highly trained person. So, like, I think that's pretty interesting, too, uh, giving us a little hint of that. And the show ends like that. So, I mean, I, I this episode, I would put it at, you know, 10 out of 10 just because it, it, it gave you everything you probably wanted out of it. And it gave a lot of closure with a lot of characters, you know. We see, you know, even we see Echo at the end kind of get closure. You know, she goes to kill Kingpin. Yeah, Kingpin's not dead. That one's, like, left up to a mystery. King, yeah, Kingpin's know. not dead. Even if she... I, I guarantee she wasn't even able to shoot him in the head. And either way, I just don't think they would kill him that easily. Not by Echo. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. I mean, this, this show didn't have any bad episodes. It really wasn't slow in any pace. It was funny, but it, it, it wasn't too funny where it took away from the moments that needed to be serious. Mm -hmm. It introduced a bunch of new characters, uh, brought back some familiar faces, and, you know, it gets me excited for the future of Kate Bishop uh, and Yelena, and also where they take Hawkeye. Like, I don't know if his story's over. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's almost over. I think we'll see him in another project. 
whether or not they make it another season, who knows? But you know, I'm I'm excited. You know, this 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 in my opinion was a top uh, MCU show. I won't tell you where it ranks, but um, I enjoyed it. You know, it came came by surprise, and I think this became a lot of uh, people's fan favorites, especially with Kate Bishop. Um, you know, Haley Seinfeld in it. So, mm-hmm. I would I would definitely give it a ten out of ten. Sounds as well. Um, like my brother said, it wrapped up a lot of stories nicely. Uh, we saw a lot of story arc development and character development. And, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of future projects that could possibly be made with all the characters that they introduced. And, uh, you know, with the combination of fighting sequences and um, story development and, you know, closing out some chapters, but then also opening up some new ones, uh, it was a perfect, uh, you know, compilation of a little bit of everything. And obviously it had a pretty wholesome ending in the end. And uh, really the moral of of that episode was Kate found out what it's like to be a superhero. And she pretty much kind of went through everything that Hawkeye would probably go to a, a, yeah, on like a daily basis. Yeah, like, she says she was ready for it, but, like, she really didn't have everything that mm-hmm. I really feel like would have made her finally become one. And at the end, I mean, she went she went through a lot, like, yeah. in that, you know, just in that one episode span. So it really gave a lot for her character. I like the direction they're going with Echo's character. Now we got Kingpin in it. Um, who knows what's going to go on with Hawkeye's wife. But, um... We only have three minutes left, uh, but I think we we covered it, you know, pretty good. I mean, again, we weren't able to go that in depth because I haven't seen this in a while. Yeah, we, we've only watched the show once when it first came out, so we were trying to like, really do our best from memory. But uh, as you said, I mean, I pretty much think we did a good job just summarizing each episode and really just giving our own opinion and review on it. And, uh, you know, we were able to pretty much tie up the uh, Hawkeye series uh pretty well so i mean uh i just want to throw a quick thing in there larping was like so <laughs> it was so fun in this especially like you mentioned earlier the scene where clint's like you know running through like having to play along of you know like killing everybody and then you know him like dying and um especially with the larpers in the last episode like fighting and then like yeah now i'm gonna do this and then you even have richard there who just like is straight up murdering people <laughs> he just like gets the sword and starts like killing the tracksuit mafia bros but um yeah overall i mean if i had to rate the hawkeye show i mean out of sons i wouldn't say it's a perfect show i'd honestly put it at like a 9.4 like sons out I was, of 10. I was probably gonna do like a 9.5 yeah i could see that uh i would have to rewatch it to really know but um yeah since we have a minute left uh it's it's a solid show it's definitely at the at you know the top of my marvel like tv show list i won't exactly say if it's my number one or not but it introduced kate bishop gave us more about clint um reintroduced uh yelena belova and we got the introduction of kingpin in the mcu so solid solid show it hit the it hit the bullseye on the on the on the target. That was a Hawkeye reference. Okay. Um. All right. Well, uh, on that uh, you know bad joke pun, uh, you know we'll end the episode here. So thank you guys for coming out and listening to our Hawkeye series uh, reaction and breakdown. And uh, we will be uploading um, more videos to come. Uh, we don't really have enough time to explain what each one's going to be about, but please be on the lookout for that. Uh, obviously if you're new here, um, we are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's at two sons podcasts with, uh, an O not a U 
And, uh, you know, that's where we post, like, you know, all the information about, you know, what episodes we're going to drop and when they drop and, you know, any movie or, or you know, uh, media news in general. So uh, thank you guys all for watching. Uh, hopefully you're having a happy new year and we will see you all in the next one. All right, guys, stay safe. Have fun. We are on Spotify and, you know, listen to the other socials that were plugged in. Check us out and hope you guys have a great night, great day, great afternoon. Bye.